Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? You know, as we've gotten to know each other, I've often hear you commenting about my intelligence, especially when it comes to highly technical topics. So I've decided to recreate myself into a Matt bot and instead use artificial intelligence which is actually what you hear right now. Well, I think you definitely have AI, but that's artificially inflated. Intelligence. Oh, is it like, oh, okay. I was going to say, where is that ego? <laughs> Maybe just overall size. But well, you know, the thing is, is as I went to really try to artificially intelligence myself, I realized that I should probably get a better grasp on what is artificial intelligence. Now, we're going to talk about that in a second, but what you don't need any amount of intelligence to do is go to fullscale.io, which is the sponsor of today's episode of Startup Hustle. It's a business that Matt and I own. We help businesses like yours build teams of programmers quickly and affordably. And we do some things with AI. We do. We do. So we're going to talk about that. I think that artificial intelligence on some levels is, is a little misunderstood. Um, it's has a lot of uh, relationships with machine learning. And, um, you know, the real question is, is, you know, what is it? So um, since you're the, since you're the the developer, do you, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yeah. Like I said, so it's a broad topic too. The first time I ever used what I will call artificial intelligence is probably, I would say 10 years old. And there was an app, a game or whatever you would want to call it, a piece of software that you could run where you could chat with the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was probably not very smart, but you, you know, it would ask you questions. You'd say like "hello," and it's and, "hello, how and, are you?" Yeah, and yeah. You, and you would type responses, and then based on your response, it would ask you some other question or relevant question or whatever. And so, was that artificial intelligence? I guess so. Well, but but did it was it learning and improving over time? No, probably not. So that might not fit the definition, well, the modern definition. You know, I think it probably. <clears throat> did a little bit where based on your previous previous answers that would steer it's you know later later things that it knew about you and questions but you know most artificial intelligence is really a a series of um, different kinds of algorithms and pattern matching no matter how you look yeah. at it it's really just kind of those things which is some which is machine learning as well in a lot of ways now yeah, yeah and then you have um what people will call like cognitive insights, mm-hmm. machine learning, artificial intelligence. There's there's a bunch of different kind of descriptors and words for all these things. And so, you know, some of it is um, the cognitive side is usually things like voice recognition, um, video recognition, object recognition, right? Like the ability to look at a picture and it's a picture of a dog and know that it is a dog and then knowing what kind of dog is it and then maybe even guessing at how old the dog is, right? Hot like dog. Hot dog? Hot dog or not hot dog. So all of those things are kind of um, 
cognitive computer vision kind of things. We, we use a lot of computer vision kind of sure. things in our lives these days. And we actually have an episode talking to Joel Tepley of Cambrian about that. And they developed some things for helping paint companies. If you've ever used an app that helps you determine what the paint looks like on your wall ahead yeah. of time, yep. that's artificial intelligence and you, all the things that you mentioned. So they actually, that's you uh, actually tapping into a neural network which that, what does that mean for the rest of us? It emulates what your brain does when your eyeballs work. Yeah. And is that a technical definition there? And honestly, I don't know. I think you could, I guess I could argue both ways. It's is something like that actually artificial intelligence or not. It's more computer vision, cognitive stuff. It's not really intelligence, yeah. right? So, you know, I think of the intelligence side of it where the computer is like actually doing something smart. Right, you know, so um, so not just like analyzing video or analyzing pictures, but I, I mean, I don't know how you well these I, things technically. Are. I have a, a loose definition, and it's defined as theory and development where computer systems perform tasks that normally require human intelligence. Okay, in that particular case, it could be related to decision making. Right now, you talked about uh, algorithms and patterns and stuff like that what when i think about ai what it's doing is and first off to truly become intelligent it has to look at a large sample space of actions and reactions and then it is trained to trend towards one or the other based on what type of outcome the programmer might want it to take yes a lot of a lot of traditional machine learning let's talk about machine learning for example is usually based on anomaly detection or pattern matching. Yeah. or So, for, for example, at Stackify, we do application monitoring. So if we tracked uh, how long a page on your website takes to load, and it always takes three seconds, and that's the normal, but then all of a sudden it takes 10 seconds, that's like an anomaly, right? Bing, bing, so, bing. Yeah. you know, if we were using machine learning, we would be able to detect that all of a sudden it's not following a normal pattern. And that would be like your most basic example probably of and, well, machine learning. Well, on a different tier with that, um, the machine learning could also, or the AI could also recognize that anomaly and then maybe increase its uh, its uh, pattern of reviewing it. How it reacts. Yeah. So it could say, okay, I see this anomaly. Now I now I learn from that. I This is a positive indicator. There may be a problem. So I should go back and check this. 10 more times as opposed to one more time over a given period and see if that is just an anomaly or if there could in fact be a problem, right? Well, and, and so a good example of that kind of um, AI or is things that play like a video game. Have you ever heard of where they, they use this to play like Super Mario Brothers, like the old, mm. old school Nintendo? And really it's like the, the software has no idea what Super Mario Brothers is. It has no idea how to play the game. It just knows it can go up, down, left, right, jump, you know, whatever, right? And throw fireballs. And throw fireballs. And so it just keeps doing those those uh, movements, and then it figures out, okay, it did this, 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 and it dies, and it knows don't do that. Right. And then it does a different pattern, right? Yeah. And which is really cool because at the end of that, you get this thing that, like, either perfectly plays the game or wins the game in, like, the most random dumbest way ever but wins the game (laughs) right so but in order to do that it plays that game a lot yeah like a whole lot could be millions of times right right and that was the trial and error is that that large sample space of stuff so um but it figures out how to accomplish a a hard problem sure and that's what's cool about it is these algorithms can figure out how to solve a hard problem that otherwise humans 
would maybe never figure out. Well, as, as people are, our own thought processes become flawed immediately because there's like a whole series of biases and judgments that we make that aren't in many ways based on actual logic. Well, and I die like yeah. three times in a minute and I'm done and I throw the controller across the room. Yeah. I see the computer doesn't do that. It just yeah. starts another game. It goes backwards instead of forwards and eventually figures out, yeah. go backwards the win or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> once again, if you are ever playing something like call of duty and you see the guy whose guy is just in the corner running in the corner and jumping, <laughs> you're probably playing with me. A bad bot. Yeah. So, you? you know, AI often includes the learning, planning and problem solving Yes. Parts of this. And, you know, like Matt had mentioned, it's that patternistic uh, view and recognizing patterns. And some of that um, is is really popular for use with things like process automation. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of guests in here that do a lot of different things. But, you know, certain uh, once you know your business, you understand that that AI and machine learning can help you arrive at certain solutions faster and identify problems well before their problems. Like, um, and at, over time, and once again, all these things require like a ton of instances to mm -hmm. review. Like Matt was saying with the super Mario's like, they probably play that like a million times. Some of the things that I, I've always found interesting that in a way are, AI and machine learning is when you see, okay, the Chiefs play the um, Niners in the Super Bowl and our computer simulation yes, yeah. played this game yeah. a million times and this was the outcome. And much like Matt stated with Mario Brothers, it's like, okay, here's, a, here's an example where Pat, Pat Mahomes doesn't even play. Right. Here's one where he goes off. Here's one where he doesn't. Here's one, you know, and then it's playing a lot of fringe examples. The Final Four tournament's another another simulation right. that, that does a lot of stuff. So yeah, ESPN even shows that on our, on their website yeah, now, like yeah. when the chiefs were playing the, uh, Houston Texans, the predictor, and we were down oh, yeah. by 24 points. It said that the Texans we, had a 99.9% .9 chance of winning. I sent you that screenshot, yeah. didn't I? And yeah. I was like, uh, let's hope this isn't right. Yeah. But, and you know, but here's the thing. Normally that would be the case. That was a huge, but anomaly. that was Patrick a huge Mahomes. anomaly to come back and win by 20 in that case. Like I was, yeah. I was crying in my beer at that point. Um, tears and beers was the but real you, thing. So you talk about how this impacts um, companies and process automation and stuff like that. And I think one of the best use cases we see for this stuff is uh, voice menu systems mm -hmm. and bots. You yeah. know, like you call into your bank and it says, what do you want to do? And you're like, I want to check my balance. And it's able to understand your voice. It's able to uh, automatically go query their database, get your balance and say that to you. Right. And so it's using text to speech and voice to speech and all those things. And, replaces somebody who would otherwise be a human and work in a call center, potentially, right? Um, there's a lot of different bots that are available that, that some are online bots. Um, things like Skype and Facebook and all these things now have, like in Facebook Messenger, there's different oh, yeah. bots that you can pull in to like say order pizza. You're like I want to order this pizza and you type out what you want. And there's a bot that uses... Um, Text, text it, recognition, it recognizes the word words, order, all those things, and a whole right? bunch of stuff and iterations of it, including it not being spelled correctly. I want a and, large pepperoni sent to my crib. Yeah, and it knows and crib means house. Yeah, sure. Right? Um, which is really cool stuff. And uh, there's a local company here that does this stuff for uh, uh, to pay it, 
is doing a lot of this stuff for the government. I don't know if you renewed your your uh, tags for your car recently, but I did this in the state of Kansas. And you go on there, and it's it basically makes it look like a bot. It's it asks you, "What do you want to do?" Yeah. You can say like, "Renew my driver's license, renew my tags," and then it ty- it types to, it sends it to you like Facebook Messenger sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. you're typing to a bot, and it's like, "Okay, what car do you want to renew?" Please give me this information. It's like a question and answer sort of thing. It's like you're talking to a computer. But it's pretty cool and it works. The thing I like about this stuff. All right. So what I think, and this is where AI often is misunderstood. So because, you know, science fiction movies are going to portray it as like robots that are acting like humans. But it's not, it's not a robot. It's, you know, like it's like you mentioned, it's algorithms. Right. Then, and, you know, some of these things are way more sophisticated than others. Yeah. Um, now there are some outspoken critics that think that AI needs to be managed carefully because, you know, you look at the Terminator, yep. which is the funny example. I don't know if it's funny, but as an example, it technically the backstory of that is that artificial intelligence was used to do a whole lot of different stuff. We integrated it and everything. And then it realized it was programmed to take out anything that was a threat. And it real and it began. It achieved a level of intelligence that said humans are now the threat. Yeah. The Terminator. Next thing you know, Skynet. It happened. Maybe who knows? Now Elon Musk is one of those people that often is outspoken about the dangers of AI. And he thinks we live in the Matrix. I don't know, man. Maybe he might be smarter than me. So maybe. Now, but you know what? I don't actually mind his opinions on that because I think it's important for you. I I just think in decision making, you got to look at any and every angle possible. Now, with the really powerful AI stuff, um, you have things like you look at, um, for example, these these mega telescopes that, um, you know, you look at the infinite number of stars that are out there for a human to sit there and like do a whole bunch of different stuff and process all oh, that yeah. data impossible. Right. So they use AI, uh, to basically scan the galaxy and they find the, in uh, other galaxies and they find they're looking for the planets that could potentially be earth-like. Well, and that's where a lot of the, um, the teaching and the algorithms is important, yeah. right? We're like, Hey, when, a and B and C happens, that means X. That means the likelihood of X right. is higher so go or f- lower. And and you yeah. keep telling it that. Yeah. And then you go then you go tell it, okay, go scan all every star, if there's billions and billions of them, and look for every time you can mm-hmm. find things that match A plus B plus C. So, uh, well, an example on coming in to join us soon is Matt Moody of Bellwether. And yes. he's been in, we did a machine learning episode with him but what bellwether does is look at the facts related to subscribers yeah and so they would be great for somebody like (laughs) stackify as an example we don't we don't use bellwether uh maybe but but for example if we track like when when do our customers log into our software Mm -hmm. how much they use our software all those sort of things and look for signals in that in that sort of information that creates patterns to know like, okay, is this customer potentially going to cancel? Like they're not, yeah. they're not going to use our software anymore and based on patterns. It'll look at that data. So, and I'm just making this up and maybe Matt can expand or say if you're, you're a cell phone company, um, X number of calls to the support line within yes. Y period exactly might mean that there's an 80% like when those, if you make three calls in two days, the likelihood of you canceling your service and X, period of time right is way higher yep and so where these things matter is that information allows people to be companies to be proactive right and when it comes to building your business it's cheaper to keep clients you already have than to find new ones 
but also, but that doesn't always mean that those are the clients you want to keep, but, but statistically that is less expensive. And that's a fantastic example because let's, let's just use AT&T an example. They have probably call centers with like thousands of people that take these phone calls, right? But they don't necessarily know that this person has called three times over a week or whatever. They've got to go out and query their databases and their call logs and all this information across million, you know, millions of customers and thousands of employees and all these phone calls to then try and find the noise, the signal out of that noise. Right. Um, and I think with a lot of businesses, especially with customers that are canceling or customers are not happy, there are signals for this. Um, for example, at Stackify, we just changed our merchant processing and we were using bank of America before. Well, we asked bank of America for copies of our statements that's probably a signal to them that we're probably going to cancel or we're shopping, you know, and the key is for businesses like that to be able to uh, know when those events are happening. And I think that's part of like what bellwether does and, and other, other people that are using this type of machine learning and AI is looking for those signals. And then if you can identify those signals as a business, then you can say, okay, we're bank of America. This client is probably highly likely to cancel at this time. What do we do about it? Or do we do anything about it? Yeah. And I think that's the whole purpose is because by the time they've already canceled, it's too late. Yeah. And, um, you know, now, now that said, there's a huge amount of data that comes in from someone like a cell phone carrier. So they're, they're a good candidate for AI, you know, some other things. So companies are really making huge investments in developing artificial intelligence. And there's a strong belief in the executive community that, um, you know, that artificial, that AI has the power to really change the face of a business. And I've said, th- uh, hang on, our, our algorithm has just detected this is the, about the one millionth time I've said this on the podcast. Saving money is making money. Yes. And, you know, you have to either sell more, spend less, preferably both. Um, AI can do a lot of different things too and trim, just trims the fat off of, I mean, it, it, like I said, it's so broad. Um, people in the past have used data analysts, and but as humans, we have a finite capacity to process the information, and you're better served to use the data analysts for what the AI could spit out than to have them try to, to fit it out. You know, AI isn't a replacement for human intelligence. It's instead... It's a to, tool. Yeah, it needs to be it's a, tool, a tool, right, to support what you have going on. And so, so IBM, as an example, IBM's uh, made a lot of news because they're able to pretty accurately predict when their employees are about to quit. What about Watson? They got Watson. Woo-hoo! That's true. I mean, Watson. Have they paid the royalty for your naming Not rights yet. yet? We should send them. We should, we should have our, uh, the startup hustle AI bot send. Did uh, I, did I technically win Jeopardy? Was that guy's name Watson? Yeah, that was IBM Watson. I think I technically won Jeopardy. Wait, what are you talking about? Did IBM Watson play Jeopardy and win? Yeah. Oh, like against people? Yeah. yeah but that's not fair. I think I technically won. Okay. Jeopardy. I'm so going to say that for now on. Master, Master Watson, <laughs> Jeopardy, Jeopardy champion, yes. Master Watson. Breaker of chains. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, never mind. What are you talking about? Are we talking name. about Lord of the Rings? Oh, I see. I see. I get it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, well, I mentioned the IBM example, and they I've seen a lot of stuff about them. So, you know, they have hundreds of thousands of employees, mm-hmm. and they are, they, they apparently they can, they have like a 98% accuracy or something crazy when it comes to knowing when they're going to churn. Oh, I've seen other, other, their employees are going to quit. Yeah. I've seen other, I think there's a company that does this. Like it's a company. That's what they do. For example, if one of your employees goes and updates their LinkedIn profile 
Could the be. signal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then, things so like that, there's right? all these different things. And then actually, so back to AI, we've had a guest in here that uh, Graham Dodge from Sick Weather, remember? Mm-hmm. And he yeah. was talking. So that what when you see the weather, uh, the, the flu maps mm-hmm. on the Weather Channel, they're using AI. Yes. And machine learning to figure that out. And so what do they do to do that? They use social signals. Yep. So they have figured out algorithms that say if X number of people, are, I feel like shit today, that is a signal to pay attention. And that might be, you know, that something's coming. Now, how does that affect business? And directly straight from what Graham was talking about. So some of the clients that would be interested in that info might be, um, whoever makes like Robitussin mm-hmm. because typically these stores don't have a massive stockpile of NyQuil or whatever or Robitussin. And when a ton of people get sick with something, if they're not, if the product isn't there that they want to buy, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. And you look at like the surge nature of purchasing around in events like that, kind of like alcohol sales here in Kansas City <laughs> during the Chiefs Super Bowl yeah. run. A, a friend of mine told me that their sales are up significantly. Yes. Now, well, think about like coronavirus in China. Yeah. If somebody like Sickweather was doing work in China and monitoring those kind of signals in in China, like yeah. that would be this would be a interesting time for them. Yeah, and I'm fairly certain they could. Yeah. So, you know, that's another example. So, um, you mentioned cognitive ability earlier and, you know, that's, uh, some definition around that is using algorithms to detect a pattern from vast volumes of data and interpret their meaning. Yeah. It's kind of a different kind of AI. Yeah. So it's less like, you're not, it's less intelligence. It's more like pattern recognition and, um, identifying what things are. I've seen some really cool examples before, like Microsoft was talking about, let's say you're on a construction work site. And it's like mini acres. You're, build, you're building this giant thing. And somebody's like, I need a jackhammer. You're like, where is the jackhammer? No idea. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah, right. But if you've got video cameras all yep. over the site, you, the video cameras could tell, you, find it. Yeah. could tell you exactly where it's at. Yeah. How many hours does that save? Well, and right. And there's the same thing with a whole lot of different, uh, you know, that's uh, computer vision. Yeah. All the computer vision stuff. Super cool. Computer vision is cool, man. It's part of what, you know, does, uh, you know, self-driving cars. It tells Um, me when a package is delivered at my door. It also, because I have cameras and the camera tells well, me like, right. oh, there's a package. And it also does stuff like, yeah, like I have the the Nest cam uh-huh. and uh, it says there's a person. Yep. Which is really cool. Which is good because that means the cat no longer sets off the notification. <laughs> and it makes yeah. me look and say, why is someone in my living room? Yes. Um, but the, I mean, that's that the struggle's real right there. So, But all the, those are little things that really help our life and change our lives. But think about the implications for those for security. You know, companies that are yeah. doing security, not just our own own you know home security, but you know real important security. Now, AI is always going for quite a while going to be the topic of good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, now one of the things that's more along the lines of a case that isn't viewed favorably would be Cambridge Analytica, right? And the last election, and you talk about all these things. So Facebook was. Um, you know, basically selling them data. Right. Now, Facebook knows a shitload about you guys. They pretty much know who is primarily Republican, primary who is yeah. Democrat, stuff like yeah. that. So in Based that, on what you say, right. what you react to, the memes you post. And so what they did with that is you got bundled into three different groups. You were a Republican, you were a Democrat, or you were... you were uh, A swing voter. You were a swing voter. So they took, let's just say 40-40 on Republican-Democrat. They just shoved you out to the side. 
you didn't matter because yeah. you were doing what you're going to do no matter what. Right. That 20 percent of voters that they were able to they were able to judge based on all these signals and data were highly and they were able to be influenced sure. and they directly targeted them with specific ads and everything everything and, that continued to pepper the mental you know process right. of you seen just you see it enough you see it enough you see it enough and they're showing it and showing it and showing it and they knew exactly what to show you and when now one of the things is people often say is oh i was talking about snickers and then i saw it in my facebook feed now oh, that's yeah. okay people think that your phone is listening to you I'm convinced it, of it. I know, but most people are. Now, I'm not fully convinced of it. I'm, I'm willing to go either way. But according to some of the stuff that I've looked into and just watched, it's not. they're just literally that good Dude, at knowing I, what you want. There's been a couple times I've been like, I would talk to you about like some guy like, oh, I know so-and-so. And the next thing I know, Facebook is recommending that I'm friends with that person. Right. Right. I'm like, what in the hell? What are the odds of this shit? Yeah, and and that there are. I know that's like I said. I'm not willing to go one way or the other on that because <laughs> on some of it, it's it's uncanny. Now, you we mentioned that the human the human mind can be a little flawed in its processing of data. I'll give you an example. Have you all right before you bought a car, some car in your life, mm-hmm. you decided that's what you wanted, but you hadn't bought it yet. Did you, did you notice that you just seem to see that car like everywhere? Oh, especially if you buy one. Yeah. Absolutely. Or same thing. Same yes, thing. Absolutely. So that's an example. Like you see a ton of cars and they're not all the same one that you have, but all of a sudden you feel like, oh man, I see that everywhere. Them more. So part of the, that, that, that flawed process is that recognition. Cause look, we're in a, we're in noisy, busy worlds and dude, you pass a lot of cars. They weren't all that same car, but you notice that. Yep. And it's sometimes that is, that is the same way. Like you talk, you're talking about John Smith and then, uh, you know, he might've been in the recommendations. Sure. Now who knows? Maybe they're listening. I turned Siri off on my phone. So I don't, I don't see that stuff ever. No, I really don't. Like, I don't see it the same way. I also unplugged all the Alexas in my house, which shows you how trusting I am of all that. The, I'm like, it's not listening to you, but yes, it is. The, the Probably the biggest AI thing that does affect a lot of us as just consumers is the advertisement side of this, right? And the the companies are trying to do everything they can to advertise to just the right people to maximize mm-hmm. their spend, which makes sense. And like for politics, we're all, for all, always going to see this. There's no way they're ever going to prevent that. They can, if they want to go in and advertise to people like males this age that live in this city, that's, you know, primarily their audience right. or whatever, have these likes, you know, they're well, that, always going to be able to do that's that. The, that's the, that's the main value of, never the, of the data away. that, that Facebook will sell. Oh, yeah. And some of that's even for, all right. So if you found this podcast because you want saw an Instagram ad, we use their data to target you. Oh, no, but, and, but there's truth to that. Cause for example, you know, we have a uh, Instagram ad that's got, I don't know, 10,000 likes on it or something. It's been shown to a lot of people and it just says a podcast for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Now, if I just ran that in a general feed and didn't segment it, I would be wasting a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. Cause like my wife wouldn't have ever clicked it, but we're able to say, show this to people that have, I don't know, man. Certain interests. Yeah. Certain Certain interests, whatever. And it does give us a lot of data back. Um, mainly that dudes click the link. It's dude centric. I guess, I guess. So do you think that robots are going to take over the world with AI? 
You know, I I think so. One of these days, you mentioned earlier, I think, about self-driving cars. And I think that is... I think that's probably the most mainstream and forward-facing thing that we're going to get. And that's some complicated shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. The I have a Tesla, and you know I think they're one of the you know people on the forefront of this type of technology. There's a lot of people that are working on all this stuff, and um, you know they're even doing stuff now. I think where it'll recognize traffic cones, and then it'll show little images of traffic cones on my dash. You know when it shows like my car driving, and but how they're going to do this for like rain and snow and say construction, and you know a ball bounces out into the road, like all that sort of stuff, and. You know, the classic example of this is the, um, you know, when, when the machines are in control and you're driving a car and the, and the machine, the car has to decide, do I run into a crowd of people and kill somebody or do I take the driver and drive the driver and kill the driver? Yeah. That's like the, right. that's like the classic like scenario of like morality, right? Like what, what does the machine do? Does it kill the driver or does it kill the innocent bystanders? And but that's that's the world that we're eventually coming to. I think what most people don't understand is that for, on a computation level, that getting that coming arriving to that conclusion that quickly is really hard. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking like split seconds. Um, it's it's the same crazy. thing. Like, so you know, does your car keep you in your lane? It can. Yeah. Yeah. So so both of ours, um, like last night, we're, dude, my we're, Tesla saved my ass the other day. By the way, my car has done that for me too. I was at a stoplight and I was going to floor it because why not? It was fun. <laughs> and there was a car next to me, like a big truck. So I couldn't see like the, the, <clears throat> what would be the perpendicular, you know, the, the lane from the right, you know, coming across. And so I floored it and the car didn't like go. It was like going slow. I'm like, what the hell is it doing? And the next thing you know, a car pulled out in front of me. Yeah. And somehow or another, my car could see that there was a car coming from the right that was going to pull out in front of me. And it slowed me down and I noticed it. Yeah. So I probably would have hit that car. I have two instances with both, but two different cars. So one, a Lexus, and um, it was a couple of weeks ago. And uh, someone, I was just driving down a road, it was just one lane of traffic each way. I was going roughly the speed limit, probably a little over, but um, I didn't notice uh, the car in front of me had stopped as abruptly as yeah. it had. And my entire console turned red, started squealing at me, and it definitely ha- had already been hitting the brakes prior to me hitting the brakes. Mm. Now, what was that full AI? Well, as far as I was concerned, it was pretty damn intelligent to oh, get yeah. me to stop and s- just start stopping for me. Now, I can't fully, I, I wasn't like, you know, this would be a good time to test whether this works without me. Yeah. I'm um, another instance. So then the Range Rover, which I've been really impressed with the technology that they build into that, I was filling up gas. And um, it was a really busy gas station. And I went to back up. And it, it stopped me. It literally did stop the car and kind of did the same thing. And then a car drove by that I couldn't see. Yeah. I have no idea how it saw it when I, when I couldn't. But I mean, there's obviously sensors and stuff in there, but it did stop. Isn't me. that amazing? Yes. And I probably would have hit that car. I mean, it's amazing. Well. I mean, these are all examples of whatever you want to call it. AI, machine learning, yeah. algorithms, all all the all of these things, just intelligence that's created within software that change. Yeah. Like these are this is changing our day to day life. Yeah, sure. Right? Um, other things we mentioned Nest before uh, w- in a world filled of wasteful energy consumption, 
that's a great example of AI. If you turn stuff like that on in these smart thermometers, yes. like they begin because they have sensors in them too. And they know like when you're walking by, when you're around different right. stuff and you know, just, it doesn't, it might not seem like a big deal, but when you take whatever city you're in, if there's millions of people there and all of them have their heat up right. one degree higher yes. than it needs to be, it's a significant amount of energy consumption. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what that needs, that, that is artificial intelligence. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the examples with that, I, I was a couple of years ago, we left town for a week and didn't make any adjustments. And then like 36 hours later, I got an email that was like, we've noticed you haven't been home and we've turned your temperature down. That's I was like, cool. okay, thank you. Like, I'm cool with that. Yep. Um, mainly just had forgot was in a hurry. Really so, cool stuff. Do you have any, um, do you have any, uh, plans for using AI or machine learning at Stackify? We do. Um, anything you can talk we've, about, you know, we've built some different kinds of algorithms and stuff in the past. And, um, it's definitely something we want to do a lot more of. Sure. A lot of it for us is either anomaly detection or correlation yeah. knowing that because, you know, because that thing happened over there, it, it impacted this thing over here as well. So like correlation to, um, we have quite a few machine, we have quite a few machine learning developers at full scale. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them with far more experience than others. Um, there's some interesting, uh, I've learned that with machine learning and AI that people use a wide variety of programming languages. Yes. Um, part of one of the, the, ones that's kind of giving a rebirth to the C++ developer is computer vision. Yes. Speed matters. It runs really lightweight. And that's the thing is, especially with something out in the field. And the one person, the person who really pointed that out to me was Davion Ross at Shot Tracker. Right. He was like, we got a sensor and a basketball, man. Yes. Like it's the, I don't have a whole lot of, I don't have, I don't have a whole lot of computing power in this thing. Speed matters. So that rather than something like Python, when using computer vision, doesn't run fast enough. It takes too much resources. Now, in certain cases, Python will win because it has, it's, 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 its ability to automate certain things might outclass C++ and you might also have a bigger CPU to run it with. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, You know, I, I, I do think that one thing I did notice and just like a general observation is when I went to TechCrunch last year, 80% of anyone that I talked to had somewhere in their, in their elevator pitch, our machine learning algorithm. So I think there's a lot, and and I don't buy that all of those people were actually doing stuff. Some of it is a little oversold. Like I'll give you an example, Gigabook. Um, After you've used Gigabook for a couple of days, it starts putting your most popular services first. So you don't have to, so it, it by default, if you have a a service called A, B, and C at first, A is always going to be in the top of the list just because it's sorted alphabetically. It makes it easier. And then after a few days of it noticing and just a very small amount of, of input, it will just put C on top. If that's where your most common thing is. And that's just a simple act of like, well, I have this test. I say, is this annoying? Right. And if C, if the C name is your most popular service. Theoretically, you would have to select the drop down and pick C every time manually. And that's just annoying. Yeah. That is technically very basic machine learning. Yeah. They're just simple algorithms. Yeah. Simple algorithms. I, dude, I had already probably quit school by the time that when I did you, when you were in school, did you, did you get a lot of algorithm stuff? Cause I didn't. 
I mean, we did like algebra. Most, you did so a lot of like formulas and stuff like that. But I didn't, I didn't, I don't ever remember in school, like really. Most people who would study computer science would take classes in algorithms and stuff. But I don't think I had any classes about that. I had statistics, but not algorithms. Yeah. Is statistics considered algorithms? No, do you get exactly. to use, do you get to use, finally find a use for those Greek symbols that I learned in my econ class? I don't remember any of it. Dude, I came out of that class. I literally asked the professor, and this was a, <laughs> technically a top 10 business school. He, he was like, you seem disinterested. And I said, I don't see where I'm going to use any of this in life. Now, I'd already been in the professional world for 10 years. I had yet to use a Greek symbol at any point. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, I get it. You have to understand that our job here is to give you a well-rounded view of all forms of business. Yes. And I was like, okay, I get that. But you ask me why I seem disinterested. That's why. Yeah. Now, that said, I still, I mean, some of the terms we use, and what's the Delta, Matt? Delta Airlines? Yeah. Do you want, should we do a Greek symbols quiz? Because huh. everyone can see the symbol we're talking about, right? Beta is the only one I know. Well, my machine learning algorithm has detected that it's time for us to wrap up this episode of Startup ah, Hustle, okay. which was brought to you by Fullscale.io. Uh, make sure you check us out. Go to Go to YouTube. Got some new camera angles that make sure that Watson's full facial expressions oh. are detectable. So later, when we integrate our computer learning, our computer vision AI bot, it's going to be able to predict what you say before you say it. Hopefully soon. Can it do a montage of all the times I picked my nose? It's got a lot of data to process on that <laughs> one. Fortunately, I'm just kidding. fortunately, the the developers have reached back and they said that. Despite a remarkably large sample size of you picking your nose, they have enough data to proceed with some learning. <laughs> that said, see you next Thank time, you. Matt. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.